Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling that's it it's that easy it's time to rethink recycling with renew particular valued resources may vary by geography more info available at heftyrenew.com Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko, and, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. It is turning into the Game to Love Withdrawal Podcast. Uh, it seems that every time we do a podcast at the moment, there's just another one of the legends withdrawing from a tournament. And this time, it's Serena Williams. It was sort of written in the stars, really. We should have really seen it coming, shouldn't we, JJ? Well, I was going to say, at least you've got a template now for these podcasts. Thumbnails, they should just change the photo every time. <laughs> so one less job for you to do makes it a little bit easier, but it's not good news. And I think it actually was released similar time to Nadal uh, pulling yeah. out that last night. Um, it's just not ideal. It really isn't because Serena now, another name, who's going to be going into the US Open with no tournaments before. So no warm-up events, nothing on the hard courts. The last time we saw her was at Wimbledon, where it wasn't a good showing. She got injured, um, and it seems to be the injury is still keeping her out of these upcoming hard court events. And she's not the only name as well. You've got Venus Williams. She's announced she's going to be pulling out. And Sophia Kenin, the girl who was playing so well, was it yeah. last year, 2020? She had a great season. Yeah. Um, not really hit the ground running too much this season, not won many matches. Uh, she's pulled out as well. Yes, I mean, sure, Sophia Kennan had a bit of a torrid time. She had the four losses in a row earlier on in the year and followed it up not too bad at the French Open, got to the fourth round, we're going out to Sarkari. But yeah, she lost at Wimbledon, second round to Brangle. And now she's she's pulled out as well. But the main person, obviously, with not too much time left is... Uh, going to be Serena Williams. Obviously, Venus Williams, she's in that bracket as well. But the one that everybody's probably more concerned about with the US Open on the horizon, is there going to be the possibility for Serena to get that 
sort of last Grand Slam chance, really. And I'm hoping that she's going to be all right with this. But you can see there on the screen, news from Tennis Channel International, Serena Venus and Sophia Kennan all withdrawn from the Western and Southern Open due to injuries. Sad, mate. Do we know the exact extent of the injuries or have they not gone into too much detail? It it just seems to be a follow-on from the Wimbledon injury. So wherever that was, it's the same thing. She's not recovered from it. Um, Like you said, we're coming to an end of an era. Venus Williams, I don't think she's got very long at all. I don't know if she's announced her retirement, but you'd expect it to be either this end of this year or or the next year. I can't see it going on much longer. Um, And Serena, I think it's going to be similar. Um, is she in the 40 club yet or not yet? Not yet. She's a uh, one month. Federer's just, Federer's just made it, hasn't he? Ian? Yes. He's just, um, he's just Serena's perfect. just almost there. And these guys now they've, they've not got long whatsoever. And it was an interesting um, thing I saw earlier, actually the last time we saw the big three on the men's in a, in a master's tournament was in 2019. And who would have thought we'd have had a few years without seeing them all in one tournament. And there's a lot of masters events yeah. as well. Um, whether or not we're going to see one again, I'm not so sure. Are we ever going to see a Masters event with Serena and Venus back in the draw as well? They've been dominating them for so many years. It just seems like you've got to try and um, be a bit upbeat about the situation, talking about some of the young players coming through. But it is hard because we're, this is all we've ever known in tennis. Yeah. For me, Serena, Venus, I can't imagine what tennis is like without them because I'll be honest, I've never watched tennis when they're not there. So I've wow. never seen women's tennis without them in involved. So it is just going to be hard to adapt to. But there is some good young players who we, we love a lot. Igor Savontek, a name which sort of springs to mind instantly, and yep. many more as well. We just need to really get involved in them just to help with the pain of these lot um, coming yeah. to an end. Well, don't forget, there's, there's some amazing uh, female players at the top of the sport at the moment. The top three, they're yeah. quite incredible. Barty, Osaka, Sabalenka, just to name a few. And you said Sviantec as well. If Andreescu can come back to form, that's another great player as well. I think we need to embrace the fact that this is going to be probably the last chance saloon for someone like a Serena or a Venus. And we're going to have to throw all our eggs into the new, new breed's basket. Yeah. And, it, well, Barty won the last one. Osaka. Uh, well, Krajikova win the French. We had Osaka win at the beginning of the year. It's, I just think it's one of those things now that that is the sort of the new breed. I like the fact that we've had three different Grand Slam winners on the women's slot, uh, women's side this year. We could have a fourth. We could have four complete different yeah. Grand Slam winners. Well, it's year, very possible, and it's something which is interesting on the women's side because you don't see it on the men's. Um, it's more. Well, it's just Djokovic dominance at the moment. <laughs> but even when it's not like that, you'd expect Rafa maybe to pick up one. Um, and then it's either Djokovic or Federer, usually for the others. Um, yeah. I know Medvedev has been coming close. He can't quite do it. Team got got in there, but there was no other. There was no one else who could possibly win it because Djokovic got defaulted and the other two didn't enter. Um, but just focusing on the, on this news, Serena pulling out of, of Cincinnati. I don't know if you go on to the next one because this is what she said. Obviously, she is the two-time champion, 2014 and 2015. Yep. And she was just saying, I'm still recovering from my leg injury at Wimbledon. I will miss all of the fans in Cincinnati and I plan to be back on court very soon. And it would have been momentous with the fans because she gets such a great reception um, in any American event, especially on the hard court. Cincinnati is one where 
She's going to be loved. And there's going to be a lot of sad fans, I'm sure, who would have bought tickets uh, oh, in anticipation sure. just to watch Serena Williams. And now they don't get to. So you've got to remember the fan side of things because fans are just allowed back into stadiums now. And a lot of them um, are desperate to get back watching live tennis again. And they're going to be now having to watch it without some of their big stars who they'd love to have seen. Yes, indeed. I mean, she hasn't won it since 2015, like you're saying, but just to go and see her in the flesh is the main thing, I think, for a lot of these. Similar with the Roger effect as well. He puts bums on seats, and when you don't have those big names in there, arguably the, the tournament devalues a little bit. And I know it's unfair to some of the younger players coming through, but when you're yeah. just a, not a fair-weather fan, but if you're just a neutral fan or just a neutral person who doesn't even watch tennis that often, if you want to go and see uh, tennis, probably want to go and see Roger Federer, Serena Williams, people like that, Rafa, Djokovic, all these top players. And if they're not in the draw, probably you won't get the the average like everyday fan going. You'll probably just get the hardcores, which is still yeah. good, but it won't pack the rafters. And that's the that's the, what they're after. They just want to make as much money as possible. Obviously, they've had uh, last year was abysmal for for tennis tournaments. For, for getting gates in and tough stuff like that. Yeah. So this year, well, last year we had a walkover in the final, remember? It was Naomi Osaka just pulled out just to be ready for the for the US Open. Yeah. So she went on and won. So that, that could be interesting. We've got Azarenka is the, the reigning champion. Could she go on and hold it again? Uh, well, she's another person slightly older as well. Well, most likely. I'm not sure if Osaka is going to be even playing Cincinnati. We'll have to wow. find out. In terms of the actual goats now, I think that means Djokovic is pulled out, Federer's out, Serena's out. Nadal's the only one I don't think he said he's out of Cincinnati, as far as I'm not as far as I'm aware. But you'd expect <laughs> him not to be there. I just don't I think he's mm. gonna save himself for the US Open as well. Yeah. I think you're right, mate. I think it's looking like that. Unfortunately, well, if that's what the price we have to pay to see everybody at the US Open, I think we're all going to have to pay the price and just hope that they're fully fit, ready for it, and they can get through enough rounds and get enough warm-up in the early rounds, get a nice draw. That's all we're hoping for. And then, well, Rafa could slip potentially to number five, so it might not well, be a nice draw yeah. like we were talking about yesterday. So. Yeah, and on the rankings, it is a bit confusing because there's some conflicting reports, someone in the chat saying that the the points aren't going to be taken from, here we go, Edgar. I read that Novak won't lose his points for Cincy. Too much confusion over points yeah. right now. As far as I'm aware, he will be losing the points. Um, I have no I'm idea not sure. Anymore. It might just be <laughs> a Djokovic fan spreading some false um, stories. But as far as I'm aware, that's when the points are going to be going back to normal. I think it's a relief because it just makes everyone's life a lot easier when it's just back to how we how we used to it, um, about all these yeah. half points here and there. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I don't have time for this, and just you never know what the rules are. Over the past year and a half, we haven't really. We've been sort of get, like second guessing every time, and then we say, "Oh, is it full points, half points? Yep. Are they? Is it over eighteen months now? Not over twelve months? Like, oh no, he's got protected ranking. He's not got. You don't know what's what's going on in the ranking system anymore. It's a bit confusing, but. Well, it's like you said, there is light on the horizon yep. for tennis rankings and it could benefit somebody like uh, Daniel Medvedev, someone like this, that he's sort of, if he can win these next two tournaments, could be seeing something big if Djokovic does drop those points. 
I think pushing for number one is going to be tough, but he can just cement himself um, yeah, and clear yeah. the gap because Nadal at one point was close, but the more he's putting out of events, the, the further he's going to get away from the from the pack. Zverev's got a good opportunity to now move up through the rankings, um, especially if he plays Cincinnati. I'd assume he would. But sure, the one thing I wanted to ask you, um, I've got a question for you, actually. Out of all of these big guys now who have, who have withdrawn from the events, they're not going to be playing any hard-court events potentially in the doubt Cincinnati, but let's assume he doesn't mm. um, before the US Open. What I want to know is who do you think um, can deal with that the best? Because notably over the years, I was having a little look and there's been some many different graphics circulating. A lot of the time, um, it's very difficult for these players to go into a Grand Slam and compete at the best level without playing any kind of tennis prior. Uh, I know Rafa's had a few events, so you can really mm. count them, but it's not the same. It's not the it's not the build up, the direct build up to the US Open. Who can deal with that the best and who can't deal with it? It's a very good question. And unfortunately, I'd have to go off the state of people's bodies to answer that. And the way that I would see it right now would be Djokovic, Nadal, then Federer, and probably even Serena behind Federer, I would say. Uh, I know just because of that that injury didn't look good for her at Wimbledon it looks like she was struggling a lot when she went off court and her movement was already compromised in that like she's not moving the same anymore around the court she's got the hard hitting is it enough anymore I think the best she could maybe hope for is like quarters or something like that if she was to power away in but there's too many good players now coming through I just I would worry for her. Just gets pushed around the court. They're exposed that knee instantly. So yeah, I think look, I agree. It's going to be Serena and Federer, isn't it? <laughs> the the yeah. more old stayers on tour. I think that's going to be pretty difficult to get up to speed with things. I wouldn't be surprised if not both of them or one of them will go out first round if they are to enter the U.S. Open. I don't want it to see it happen. You know me. We'll probably be doing a live watch along for it. I'm sure we'll be willing them on, hoping they can win. But I think it's difficult. There's so many good players now. And if they're not up to speed, they're just going to get beaten. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, that you saw it at Wimbledon. We were sort of treated to the Federer show at Roland Garros and the comeback. And then at Wimbledon as well, making fourth round and quarterfinals. I don't think we expected that from, from his comeback. But I don't think that it goes any further than that for for. Federer, if I'm honest, I think yeah. quarterfinals is probably the max I can see right now. But anyway, <laughs> should I move on to the next uh, tab on on Twitter? I know that you yeah, just... you can do. I think we've covered that one though. It's just oh, the more we? you can click on it. It's about Kenin as well. Ken- okay, um, yeah. So Kenin, another one who's not she's not been playing well. So I don't think it's a big loss if I'm honest. No, I mean yeah, it is what it is. Well, we went over that at the beginning. Anyway, we'll, we'll skip over that one. Uh, let's go to some other news that I knew. That, well, <laughs> it's a bit of a lighter note. So something, yeah. I wouldn't say it's good news because it's a bit of a stupid decision, but it's quite funny. And I don't know if you've seen it, guys, but the whole thing with Medvedev boobled the other day. Um, I'll let you explain it because you're probably better at the whole point by point and how it happened. Yeah, so literally what happened, I mean, I can sort of take you through it. I'll have a quick watch of it now. There was a great half volley drop shot from Bublik. Then he plays a tweener that Medvedev smashed at him 
and then he fell over on the floor while trying to return it. Managed to get it back over the net. And, and I must say, amazingly got it back. I don't know how he managed no to. No idea. And it seemed like he was concussed or something from <laughs> getting it back on the floor. Medvedev apologised during the point and said, sorry for hitting it at him, directly at him. And then he lost the point. The umpire said, you spoke during the point and uh, now you lose the point. And Bublik thought, he had lost the point, like screaming during the rally while he had the ball hit at him. And there was all this confusion over who actually won the point. And then when Medvedev asked the umpire, she said, no, no, you lose the point. He said, no, so we, can we replay the point? No, you lose the point. He said, so this it's is a hindrance. That's what it's called. Um, yeah, yeah. It, we, I've never seen it. I'll be honest. I've, I've watched have. tennis for a while. Have you seen it before? At the, the most famous, well, probably Andy Murray, Fabio Fanini, when... He's on top of the net trying to put a wild oh, volley yeah. and then Fabio shouts out like, oh! yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, okay. uh, he afterwards, he just said, that was one saying, shut up, shut up. That, that yeah, 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 yeah. I remember court. that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it doesn't happen too often and you've got to feel a little bit, pardon the pun, sorry for Medvedev uh, yeah. because I he's do. only just doing it out of kindness. He was just apologizing. He almost knocked Bublik's head off. Um, and he was just saying, sorry, but you need to just, at the end of the day, you've got to follow the rules and you're not allowed to speak during the points. You've got to wait for the point to be that? over and dead. just put a hand up? Or that's not allowed either? I'm sure you're allowed to put a hand up during the point, but I wouldn't recommend it. Ultimately, you need to try and make sure to win the point first. I wouldn't mess around with that. You need to just play the point till it's over and then you can apologise after. But yeah. I'm guilty of it when I play. I'm no professional, but I'll, I'll talk during a point. Oh, no, I... I... I've done it before in the past during doubles and someone uh, told me to shut up uh, during some doubles match. And then I had other players who were like talking to themselves during like the points. And I'm, that's off-putting for me when you're playing against someone and they're sort of murmuring stuff or going, oh, and try, trying to G themselves up, but it's off-putting. Yeah, but I, don't know. I must admit it was very funny. Uh, Medford yeah. Ev is, is a funny guy. Some of the it's things she was saying as TV. well. <laughs> But like, where where do you stand with it? Do you think it was right of the umpire to put uh, to point it, point it out and and give him the hindrance warning and take the point? Rules are rules. Uh, unfortunately, even if it's the word sorry, it could. The, the sad thing is, it was doing something nice, which actually lost him the point. So he could have sworn at him and got the same punishment, <laughs> which is terrible. So. Yeah, you got know. Liam there saying at the end of the day, he did speak during the point. It's stupid, but she followed the rules. Uh, she has a job to keep as well. Of course, she has to do what she has to do. Personally, I would just prefer if she just turned a blind eye to it. Yeah, um, I mean, there's no one even in the stands. Because, come on, it's just, I don't think it's necessarily, you don't have to do that. Like, say if she wasn't to do it and pick up on it, no one would criticise and be like, you forgot to give... Uh, to penalise Medvedev for taking that point. Bublik wouldn't have complained. He didn't even know how... He, he didn't even realise he won the point. No. He was saying, is it me who was speaking? He didn't even know. So no. it, 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 she could have just completely turned a blind eye to it and no one would have cared. Personally, that's what I would have liked to have seen. I think it is stupid. I think you need to sometimes, with all sports, I know there's rules, but there needs to be... Um, I forget the word for it to explain it, but you need to use common sense sometimes. Yep. It seems Indeed. to be so stupid in every sport. Like they, it's very uh, rigid to the rules. You need to actually look at every situation and isolate it in yeah. its own its own means, yeah. and, and then decide. Evaluate. That's it. Yeah, evaluate each situation. 
Fairly. Uh, obviously, we've had many situations of very strange circumstances last year. Remember, when, who was it? Was it Aljaz Badeni when he hit hit one of the cameramen in yeah. the stands that by accident? And the cameraman just went, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. And then they played on. Yeah. But then when Djokovic hit the umpire, <laughs> the, the, uh, the line judge in the throat, she, she stayed on the floor for like a yeah. good 30 seconds, minutes. And I think it's and... a good point. Like maybe if she got up and was like, oh, it's fine oh, and just dusted yeah. it off, then Djokovic wouldn't have been defaulted. That was why all of the Djokovic fans got on her back because she went down. I think you've got to look at it, each one. Discretion, that's but... the word. Yeah, exactly. You've got to look at each one in its own way because she's a line judge and her voice is what she's got to use. And if you hit her in the throat, that's probably... I don't know. It might have affected her voice. You don't know that. So we can't really blame her for getting hit in the throat. And that's why everybody was getting on her back, sending her death threats and stuff. Like, come on. You've got Liam there saying she looked like she'd been sniped. It was definitely a bit dramatic. Well, you never know. You never know what people's pain threshold is as well. And and she wasn't expecting it as well. She was just standing there looking down the line and suddenly it just went, like it could have been anything that just hit her in the throat. She wouldn't have even known what it was. Me personally, this is just, if that hit me, I would have been the type of person just to get up instantly, even if it really hurt me. Because I would be embarrassed to be that I've, I don't know, that's just the way I am. I'd be embarrassed that I've just been hurt. So I'd have just got up and be like, no, I'm fine, it's fine. Even and then afterwards in the changeover, I'd have probably just had to sit down and just put some ice on it. But you reckon it's yeah, but you got. I don't think it was like, that. I don't know. It is what it is. Let's not talk about that too had, much. Just focus on this happier story. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, don't get Med, into that. This is, there's more to it. So at the net afterwards, Medvedev says to Bublik um, that he didn't mean to hinder him with the sorry during the point, and Bublik replied, "You wanted to tease me. I get it. I get it. Good luck." So I think he's taking it in in good spirits as well. Um, he knows it's stupid, but the rules are rules. And Medvedev then, <laughs> I think this is what he says to the umpire. He's like, "Thank you, Sanya. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> apologise this time. It was a big sorry." Yeah. Well, what can you do about that? Still interesting to have these funny events happen on the tennis court, and probably between two of the funnier players, at least. So everybody sort of took it. With a grain of salt, I think Medvedev, he still won the match, so he's not really going to be complaining that much, is he? Yeah, for sure. I think we'll wrap it up there. Any big matches you've got your eye on today? Well, yes, it's RS just threw it up in the, in the live chat there. That was the, the one that sort of jumped off the page. Aslan Karatsev, he is playing today against Karen Hatchinov, the Battle of the Russians. That one's going to be super exciting. Can Karatsev rediscover? That hardcore form and put what a chance for him. The, the what a chance for an for an as for Aslan, man. He can go all the way oh. and win this tournament now. Well, I hope I hope he has a good chance at doing it. Sitsipas, he made it through against Ugo Umber in a dramatic match. It seems fifteen thirteen in the second set tiebreak last night. What happened there? <laughs> it's crazy. It Absolutely. really was. I know. I can't. I, was were there were there match points? Yeah. Five match points for City Pass. I didn't even get a chance to watch it. It was on so late. Yep. But amazing that he got it done. Breadstick in the final set and City Pass. Maybe that will be the catalyst to, to get him back to winning ways, beating somebody who's beaten him the last two times I've played. Yeah. And on the women's, good news for Conta. Ooh. She managed to win in the end. Um, Walkover. 
yeah. Very a bit lucky, yeah, because I think Zhang retired, didn't she? Andreescu beat Harriet Dart. Dart took a what? set though, the second set. Um, doesn't feel me too much confidence. Andreescu losing sets early doors. Collins right. still going on. Did she win the last? I think she won a tournament, yeah. and now she's still going. Yeah. She beat Teichman and Azarenka six two six two. She's coming to that time again. Um, ready for Cincinnati. Could she go and win Cincinnati and go deep in the U.S. Open again? I yeah. think she's. She's going to be up there. Of course, she likes this time of year. She really does. Cincinnati champion last year due to a walkover. And then the finalist. So that would have been the final of Cincinnati, Azarenka Osaka. And then we actually saw it in the final of the US Open. Can she go one better? We'll have to wait and see. On the women's draw today, just to see a few matches that sort of jump off the page, I would say... Have a look out for Coco Goff. She's playing Potapova, who's in good form later. And probably the best match of the day for me. Or oh, there's two, actually. Sakari Kudamentova. I actually like Samsonova, Cerebres Tormo. That's my sort of pick of the day for the women's, that one. Yep. And I think on the ITFs, Raducanu's back in action. Oh, um, nice. I believe she may have won the first round. She's playing again today. Uh, we'll wish her luck for that one. I think it's against Bonaventure. So it's going to be a tough match. But she certainly can do it. Nice. Sounds good. Let's wrap right. it up there. Big shout out to everyone who joined us for this one. If you haven't already, hit the like button on the video. Hopefully, we don't have to do any more withdrawal videos very soon, but we probably will, uh, knowing the current climate of, of tennis. Um, like and subscribe, and see you guys very soon. See you later, guys. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.